Jafada Productions presents In Conclusion We Digress The best hour of your life you'll never get back Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first episode. This is Kyle. I'm coming to you along with Mike and Pat, live from the Upper East Side of Manhattan amid this massive COVID-19 pandemic. We will also be joined by Dan, who is coming to us live from Huntington, Carl from Hoboken, and Tom, who is coming to us from Roosevelt Island. Everybody say hi. Let's start with Mike. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. This is Mike from the Upper East Side. (laughs) Uh, Pat, what's up? Hey guys, uh, glad to be here. Really happy to uh, be doing this with you guys. And uh... that's enough of you, uh, Dan. <laughs> how you doing, bud? Um, I'm just great. Tommy, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. Shout out to all the quarantiner wieners out there. Oh yeah, and Carl. Last, but only because you're in New Jersey. Last We're hanging in there. I hope everyone's staying safe and uh, washing their hands oh, yes. often. And uh, you know, don't go outside. So it's it's kind of hard to be around in this world today without wanting to talk about COVID 24-7. So it's, it's, I thought, it's COVID-19. It is COVID-19. COVID-19. Yeah, you are right. So I thought we could get this started by really discussing sort of how we're all coping with it, our living situations. I know that we do have like quite a few different examples here. You have the three of us in this one apartment, and I think that it'll be interesting to hear how everybody's coping in, in different ways. So I think let's start with Carl, because Carl is living with his girlfriend. How's that going day to day, Carl? Tell us a little bit about it. So I've been home now for a little over a month. Um, definitely interesting our setup. We had to put up two pop-up tables and make a pile of furniture to make space for those tables so we could set up our workstations. Very close quarters. So how um, how did you feel like your uh, your girlfriend is a, is a good coworker? Does she have good office etiquette? Or do you find things that she does that you're like, holy hell, what are you doing? No, she's definitely a great coworker. Um, I mean, she works with like the markets and stuff. So it's totally different from what I do. So it's interesting to see how my girlfriend works and what she does day to day. Yeah, it's definitely cool to see people's like workflow. Yeah. And and working styles like and the the systems that they use. It's cool. You guys have a fart policy. Do you have to leave the room or do you guys? Oh, that's a good question. (laughs) Oh, fart yeah, pilots? I mean, we've been together for about four years now, so we just let them fly. <laughs> I mean, I think that, that'll take us you into know, a segment that we'll get into a little bit later on the show, where we're going to check in with uh, Carl and Tom about their digestive health, but <laughs> stick around. That will come. Uh, let's move to Mr. Dan. How you doing, bud? Tell us how you're uh, getting through the day-to-day. Yeah, you know, it's it's been interesting, you know, for context, Tom and I, usually spend our time on Roosevelt Island, but obviously when the, the news first broke of all this going on, didn't think it would be this long. I thought it would only be maybe a week or two that we'd be stuck in and figured it'd be better to spend those couple of weeks at home where I have space to go outside and a car and stuff. So that would have been uh, ideal, but obviously that hasn't happened that way. Yeah, I think for me at this point, you know, I'm with my five other family members. So there's six of us in decent sized house. We try to find ways to spread out a little bit and figure out how to actually work together and live together. We haven't done that in a long time. So various people work in different jobs and I have siblings still in school and stuff. So it's a little all over the place. But, you know, for the most part, keeping each other, uh, keeping sane somewhat and trying to not get in each other's toes. So it's been okay. Wonderful. Yeah, it's, 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 it really is like, uh, it's interesting uh, to hear people talk about you know, going back to live with their families because it's, and you don't realize how like fundamentally different it is going to be now that you're an adult and you're working and you don't live at home anymore and you're not used to living under these, you know, the, the rules or the circumstances or, you know, whatever it is or with that many people. 
so it's it's definitely it's definitely weird i think to to think about <laughs> just like how much this has changed sort of at the you know the snap of of two fingers and that we're all in such like a rigid stuck situation where nothing's going to change for a while now hi uh dan uh mike long time fan of the pod i just wanted to uh, get in here real quick uh do you feel as though at some point in time during your home since you are surrounded by you know younger students that you're going to take on more of like a teacher role around the household do you feel a, as sh- though a shepherd if you were a shepherd yeah you're going to uh <laughs> you're gonna make you know make sure their homework is good um <laughs> you know, they get dressed for school in the morning. You pack their lunches. Which... So you're so you're asking if he's going to be mom. Yes. Oh, okay. That's so that was the question. Uh, you know, Mike. To uh, to your question, I uh, you know I try and help out where I can. I think as everyone on this podcast knows that they know my family. I'm probably the weakest link out of the world. <laughs> probably not much help. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they're they're teaching me uh, as we go along. That, that so, still needs to um, hold in order to perform a perfectly just. Well tethered, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I'd say more so than teaching, I'm trying to just be there to provide, you know, emotional support. Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, that's I think what a lot of uh, a lot of people need a lot of stress going around. Now I think we should go to someone who's been less stationary during this entire pandemic, and that would be uh, our good friend Tom. Yeah. Tell us about where you've been, what you've been up to, who, who you've been up to. Well, I yeah, I've been relatively nomadic, I guess. I've been hanging out with my girlfriend for the past four or five weeks or so. Bounce That's the first time I've heard the, the, the term used. Wow. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, congratulations. Oh, thank you, fellas. Well, <laughs> bouncing around from, like, from New York City to Long Island to upstate, you know, visiting my parents, visiting her parents. But I don't know. I, I just find myself not able to stay in the same place for more than, like, four days. Um, New York City, it's like, I feel like there's a new wave of, you know, paranoia every other couple days. Now we can't go out without masks and gloves and stuff like that. So, um, restricting and I like being able to have space and like be able to run around and shit and, and just have fun. So being home like during the week in the city, like is awesome. And then I get to sort of flip back to... You know, having a yard and being outside during the weekend. So it's, I mean, it's been okay. It's just like, it's, it feels like the twilight zone a little bit, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's like the perfect description for it, honestly. It's like everything looks fine on the surface, but <clears throat> then you realize that there's nobody on the streets and all the bars are closed and the restaurants are closed. <laughs> there's not even cabs in, in, in New York City on 2nd Avenue. And it's just, it's kind of crazy to, to think about like that in a Twilight Zone setting. Because like we're all ultimately, luckily, all of us are, are doing okay. But everything around us is just like, different. And it's, I don't want to say chaos because we haven't gotten there. But for it to be so different is, is really hard to like wrap your mind around when you, when you sort of pull yourself back. I don't know. We were in H and H Bagels this morning uh, on the Upper East Side. The strike is over. The strike, the strike is, is over. over. Thank you. Clive yeah. Kramer got his job back. Mm-hmm. But uh, the piles of flour and pretzel mix make me feel like I was in a Vietnam bunker in '69. Uh, it was pretty nice. unbelievable. Nice. It was like sandbags. I mean, they had pads yeah. of them. All I can think is that they must have ordered before all of this, and it just hasn't stopped coming, and they haven't had the same volume of, uh, of food to make. Yeah, no better way to social distance than to literally have sandbag rows of flour in between you. It was a pretty surreal experience. Yeah, very odd. All that flour did not improve the quality of the coffee. No, it didn't. 
Yeah. Fun fact. They great their stockpile as a way to separate patrons, basically. They're using it as like a way to basically exclude the area where you would sit. So it's just, it's full of stuff. And I mean, there's no tables, obviously. There's no chairs. But yeah, that, that was very, very weird. I don't know. It made me like a, a weird, a little bit uncomfortable yeah. in that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And for posterity, I did slap one of the bags. He did slap one of the bags. I can't confirm that. <laughs> Thank that was you, necessary. Well, one does not simply walk past a bag of that size and quantity and not feel the need to absolutely just, just slap the ever-living Jesus out of that. Yeah, give it a good one, man. Firmer than expected. <laughs> really, truly so, firmer than expected. So now that we've, we've, we've sort of done a really nice seamless transition to, to us and, and our living situation, so I guess we should clarify for anyone that is, is unaware. Um, which they are, because this is the first time. Yeah, exactly. Right so you're all unaware. Uh, we all live together uh, on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Uh, there's three of us. We have a three-bedroom apartment. It's a duplex. We actually have a lot of space, all things considered. We do have a little outdoor space, which I fully believe is the only reason I haven't absolutely lost my shit yet. Yeah. We're all working from the same room, uh, which, which has been not too bad, actually. I think we, we are very functional co-workers uh, in that. We've also we don't so, bother each other. Uh, we've also agreed to mutually create our own fourth coworker, if you will. I think we named her uh, Karen or yeah. what, what did we name I, her? I, I, no, it was it was Karen. Melissa. It was first. Melissa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she was an actual person who did not take so, kindly to our insults. We created a, a coworker um, who blame miscellaneous problems on. Um, but damn, that Melissa just she didn't get me my files on time. Um, she really she really screwed the pooch yeah. on that one, guys. She, she took it to heart because she is the type of person to heat up salmon in the microwave, but it's just not used to an office setting. <laughs> <laughs> that is the number That's one office string. thing, and I don't care what anyone says. That's it. No, it's nice to have a little office feel, like nothing like being on a conference call and somebody being like, hey, go on mute. Your office is loud. And I'm like, I'm in my apartment right now. Yeah. You, you, you feel, even though... I got uh, sequestered to the couch, uh, which is killing my back, which for those of you who know, I don't have a back to begin with. Yeah. Um, so I'm just sitting there scolioting myself. And <laughs> not, not a real word. <laughs> Kyle can check that at some point. Kyle, I'll uh, fact check. Yeah. And it, you know, as I'm slowly turning into the hunchback of the Upper East Side, um, I'm really starting to get a vibe of what they do. So like you come home and you, and you listen to everyone's stories from the day, and they're usually kind of pinpointed to like, well, something terrible that happened or some point in the day where you were like, oh my God, I told this person to shove it up their ass and they did it. Yeah. Um, but, or, or, oh my God, this one coworker that I always talk about was being a huge bitch again today. Yeah. I'm putting a Zoom face to a lot of names. I am, uh, <laughs> I am definitely hearing like more about what everybody does. Gotta say, uh, Pat's introductions to conference calls do bring me a little tidbit of joy every time he chimes in. Hi, hey, how you doing? Uh, Pat Sullivan here. <laughs> <laughs> and that is that tone of voice, too. Fun fact. We actually bet his name and the company because Kyle basically described our apartment so well that I'm going to have people coming over for tea if this podcast ever even gains any traction. Yeah. Um, I'm trying yeah, to really either or. Yeah, or, or maybe both. Who knows? Oh, yeah. It could be it could be like a like a bond nice little situation. Flat really. tickle action there. I have a very important it, question because knowing knowing you three for a long time and and knowing you guys are the uh, you know fine strong strapping young men you are yeah how are you guys working out the shitting schedule with all of you home all day well, oh. so that actually 
I was going to ask that. Well, I was going to explain that a little bit later on. Well, um, but feel free to explain yeah. now, Mr. 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 Um, well, we have two toilets, and very rarely during our, you know, we do we do like to. If you guys are aware of any of how the human digestive system works, once you live together for a certain amount of time, your your digestive cycles do line up. You are synced. Uh huh. It um, is a thing. So uh, one of us. So considering we have two of the three toilets, it's been mostly okay. Um, although sometimes during emergency situations, we do have to double dip in the, into one toilet and then you just, uh, it's a really scientific process. You sit down and the other person just sits, um, kind of just hold, like holding the other person and therefore you're, you're maximizing the, the actual oval shape. One might call it a, a tender embrace. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine it being wow. a problem for you guys. We, we, we did it fun with six guys to one bathroom in college, so... Oh yeah, you guys should be doing good. At home, who don't know, um, we should provide context to our relationship. So, at some point in time, almost all of us have lived together in some, you know, six degrees of Kevin Bacon situation. Yeah. Uh, Pat and I actually being almost common law married on our uh, six and a half year of uh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant nuptials, and uh, <laughs> having an engagement party. Which is actually a problem because I'm the only registered minister in the group, so we're gonna have to really outsource it. Or right, one of you guys don't. Can you legally marry yourself? How does that work? I can't. That's actually against the rules. That's, <laughs> that's like definitely. That's like the first thing they tell you. They're like, please do not start selling this like indulgences for money, or you cannot marry yourself. Does that, does that change if you if you're a ship captain at all? You know, I actually am also a ship captain, so it is possible. I guess I could use that as like my like my loop around. You can marry a lot of people in theory is what you're telling us, right? I have married people anywhere from a backyard using a Smirnoff ice and some tiki torches to a Applebee's during the uh, Chelsea bombings. So honestly, it has just been uh, my the, the, I'm just gonna say that the tiki torches uh, did not age well. Mike, you're yeah, your whole Rob Riggle. You kept the flies away though. They, they, they did that. What's that, Tom? <laughs> that your regular old Rob Riggle office edition. Mm. For those of you who can't see this beautiful face, I'm just a supremely less attractive version of Rob Riggle, which is not saying much. That's fair, and I will allow it. Uh... Rob, Riggle, Rob Riggle and Marcus Mumford somehow That's a very the accurate. rules of, of all sorts of biology and had a love child. And I got Rob Riggle's singing ability and Marcus Mumford's comedic talent. That would be basically how that broke down. I can't express to anyone listening to this how supremely correct that statement was and how hauntingly beautiful it is now to me. I am the Alexa Ray Joel of this friend group. That was a long walk for a short drink of water, Batman. <laughs> I, got, I got Billy Joel's looks and Chrissy Brinkley's singing ability. Okay, I'll also allow that. But enough with, the, uh, enough with these metaphors from hell. We're, we're going to move into our little transitionary segment. Uh, that we're going to call Pat's Facts. Pat will give you a little historical tidbit, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, so this is going to be our first of a, a few different segments uh, going on. But um, yeah, so I, I just wanted to introduce. Uh, this is going to be something we're to try to. Um, it's going to be something we, we we try to do on the podcast. It's just try to give a little bit of a historical input because you know uh, if we don't learn from our past, you know, we're, as you say, we're going to repeat it. That, that is what they say. It's a great saying. Uh, it's a ten out of ten saying. I would agree with that. Um, so just a couple facts. This is just from today, actually, just going back in history, uh, just so you guys are all aware. So today, uh, back in, back in the day, so this was 1775. It was uh, a Wednesday. It was definitely a Wednesday. I think it may or may not have been a Wednesday. That didn't go there. We do. Yeah, we have to cite him, don't we? Um, <laughs> he still does it fun. Wow. 
picking enemies already. Um, so today, back in 1775, Paul Revere did his famous ride to Lexington and Concord, warning of the British attack, which was actually by sea, with the famous sign saying, the British are coming, the British are coming, uh, warning the uh, patriots to take arms. I guess the question that needs to be, to be asked here is, uh, I'm going to actually get to direct this question to, to Carl, if, that's, if I may. Uh, who is the better Paul, Paul Revere or Paul Rudd? I want, I want, I want your thoughts. <laughs> you have 30 seconds. <laughs> hmm. Show your work. I don't know. I think Paul Rudd's a pretty chillax dude. No further elaboration. There will be no further questions. So just for just to clarify here for, for the audience, um, you're choosing the man who was an integral part of the creation of this wonderful, you know, republic that we have here. And a guy who played a drunk dude who was obsessed with Mindy Kaling in 40-Year-Old Virgin. But he wasn't in I Love You, Man. Yes, he, he was. was. Yes, he was. Paul Revere no, no, wasn't. Paul Revere oh. wasn't. <laughs> Honestly, I think there was a camera assistant named Paul S. Revere. You have to, uh, yeah. to check Pat, that. what is our what is our next historical event ah. of, of this day? Uh, uh, yes, this was also, so this was the first of a few days where this event took place, but uh, I, I did some digging. And so apparently today, back in the great year of 1906, great, great year, first day of the great San Francisco earthquake took place. And um, in case... That did a considerable amount of damage to the uh, the fledgling city of San Francisco. Uh, and actually, the earthquake itself registered as an 8.0 on the, the Richter scale. So, German, Carl, I know you're a fan. Uh, For the record, I'm half German, half Irish, but my last name <laughs> oh, is very German. The fires did not cease until April 23rd, too. And I think at the end of the day, three or 4,000 people perished uh, due to the, the damage and the fire. All this in, uh, in mind, uh, I would have to say... If, so, Mike, if Dan was an earthquake, how would you rank him out of 10? I mean, I don't think the Richter scale is a useful enough scale for this. I think we're going to have to go with the Rotten Tomatoes certified fresh. I would say Dan <laughs> is certified fresh. I like that. And, and if I may, like, if I may, what is, you can't live and die by Rotten Tomatoes. You, no, you can't. That's, that's true. If I may, uh, what happens when there's an earthquake in Ethiopia? It shakes Djibouti. It does indeed shake Djibouti. Moving on. The third fact I, I, I have actually... I did some research. Today was also, for all you, um, you World War II fans out there, and I, I know you're out there, the Doolittle Raid took place today, uh, all the way back in 1942. So uh, believe it or not, this was uh, one of the first uh, offensives, if you will, of the war for the United States. It was the bombing of Tokyo. did very little damage, uh, but it was a psychological victory for the United States. And believe it or not, this did not take place the same day as Pearl Harbor, even though it is depicted as such uh, in that just horrible, horrible film by the name of Pearl Harbor that it makes babies cry. Um, <laughs> wow. It makes the Lord Jesus cry. Um, wow. We're coming for movies and comedians on episode one. Okay. Yeah, well, I guess my question, I, I actually wanted to direct to Tom, Tom on this one. Which bombed more, pun intended, the movie Pearl Harbor or any film in Kevin Costner's portfolio? Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll have to go with the movie Pearl Harbor, Pat, just because in solace of I'll stand with you and and stand behind the historical inaccuracies that you have grown to hate over the years. And you know, as a as a good friend of yours, <laughs> I have too. Just so you know, uh, in that movie, they depict the same people who were at Pearl Harbor flying planes as the same people who also somehow knew, knew how to flew this completely other different type of plane. So that is just preposterous. So uh, what I what I will what I will add, my only observation from from that is that when Tom said. As a friend of yours, he proceeded to giggle. <laughs>
So what I want to do is take that. Oh, I want to put it in. No, 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 no. I want to pack it up into a box, and then I want to put tape on the top of the box. Now, what I want to do with that box is put it in a closet and never touch it again. <laughs> so I think now we're coming to uh, something that we're going to try to get onto this show as much as is reasonable and not annoying. Uh, so we're going to go through a ranking segment. And since, as we discussed earlier in the episode, we are all suffering from the COVID-19 quarantine, we are going to do our top five quarantine activities. And we are going to go around. I want you to give me your points. I want you to give me a very brief explanation. And then we'll move to the next person. And at the end, we will pick the overall top five activities. You are allowed to have the same activities as previous people. Uh, I would like to start this one off with Mr. Michael. Oh, wow. All yeah. right. Yeah, right, uh, right into the fire, big guy. Go for it. I never got picked first. I was fat and awkward. <laughs> so I would say my top five activities. Uh, I'm going to leave the low-hanging fruit for the end. Um, I'm going to say trying new ways of exercising. You know, a lot of us here are pigeonholed into we go to the gym and we do what we do with the gym, whether that be the machines or the free weights. Um, but I'm trying new ways to exercise. So I've gotten into yoga. It's definitely changed my view of how the at-home workout can do as well as just kind of using miscellaneous objects around the apartment as makeshift weights like chairs for dips my second uh, activity would be uh read a book people um culture, right. culture damn it yeah we, we don't do that quite enough um and honestly i'm not sure if any of you can actually read uh, <laughs> Not something that I have uh, data on. Are you, so, about, are you talking about us specifically or the younger generation of the United States? Take that as you will. Yeah, we're we're going we're gonna to let you decide. <laughs> You're going to go on your own little adventure and decide that yourself. Uh, Mike, your, your third So your third thing. My third is um, you definitely want to go visit grandma at some point in time. Not actually. Please maintain social distancing in yeah. the elderly group. But you definitely want to visit grandma give her give her a you know yeah my third thing would be you want to explore the deep dives of the murder mystery genre of documentaries on netflix if i can give you some recommendations you shouldn't fuck with cats yeah you shouldn't yes. you shouldn't it's, fuck it's with not cats. a good idea you don't don't fuck with cats Carl, as a cat owner i can also say we'll agree yeah i i own two cats and they are a handful and you definitely don't want to fuck with them yeah. Uh, Carl's like a cat stepdad. They still call him by his first name. <laughs> exactly. So the situation was um, my girlfriend <laughs> and her old roommate rescued them. Um, they were like outdoors in a kind of a rough area. So they were rescued. Their names are Oliver and Jalapeno. And they're totally thrown off by us two working from home so often. They just come over, uh, take over your space they like to chase the mouse icon around my screen and scratch <laughs> at my screen. I and, can't imagine uh, that's annoying at all. <laughs> the, uh, the, the worst thing they did, deleted was a, an Excel document, but I was able to recover that. So we're good. That's a Thank special God. thing. Mike, you have, I do believe, one more thing. Uh, the last thing I would say was just uh, participate in some, some a betterment of your living space, whether that be your house that you're with your parents or your apartment. Um, I know us here, have decided to embark on some some new journeys. We recently hung a new string of lights on the outside, which honestly, it really ties the whole room together. It looks like um, And we are also fielding maybe a mural. So if you know anybody who can paint a mural, uh, we're gonna actually paint a mural upstairs. Uh, we can't paint because, well, none of us are artistic. And we look like we get dressed in the dark. I think uh, the next person I would love to hear from would be uh, Mr. Thomas Power. Yeah, so I, guys, I've actually been cooking a lot, like looking up recipes, 
getting after it. Well, you know, I've been making a lot of intricate dishes, you know, from okay, but traditional, wholesome American stuff, like, you know, your typical steaks or cream spinach, like hearty mac and cheese, gluten-free, might I add, but the good stuff. But I'd say I've been after the cooking a lot lately, and to be honest, I've, I've become quite a uh, aficionado on mezcal tequilas over the past five weeks or so. So drinking is your second activity. <laughs> I sense a common denominator. Yeah. Among, among yeah. For his first activity, Tom, your halal looked like it came straight off of a dirty car in New York City, which is a compliment. Yeah. That is a compliment. <laughs> that's that's, how, that's how you want it. You want it like that. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Anyone listening who doesn't live in New York, that is probably the best compliment you could give halal. I am honored. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. I mean, just stuff like that, like... We've done halal, done like steaks. I did um, like chicken wings. I've got, I'm just all over the map, just trying to get creative, impress some people, pair it up with some vino. That's my thing. And also, I will back up your point of reading a book. I think reading a book, like I like, I'm the type of guy who I'll read half a book, put it down, and not read the other half for another six months. But I've I've started two books, gotten halfway through two books. But I'm confidently working my way through a nice audiobook with Amazon. So I think I found my little happy medium. But yeah, guys, stay, I, I mean, stay active. Stay, keep both your body and your mind going. That's like the only thing, really. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, keeping your mind going is definitely something that you're not really thinking about because you're like, oh, I'm, I'm working or, oh, I'm doing XYZ or I'm, it, you really do need to, to like, you know, work your mind and challenge yourself a little bit so you don't just, vegetate and, and feel like you're you're sort of in the yeah. same place yeah i mean working like working is can be can get mindless but you gotta push yourself to work out i mean i haven't been working out that much but like, you look great just, just <laughs> casually shit talking i haven't heard Pat's voice in 15 minutes <laughs> so were, were you were you drunk or unconscious during my just awesome historical overview but you know keep, i'm sorry keep going keep going tommy i believe you owe us one I'm more done. thing oh one more thing Whew. Yeah, I need you to give me one more thing. I asked for five. All right. Very if, if there's any time in your life that you're going to make money off of being a professional gamer, it's now. So try and hone the skills. And if you fucking suck, you you suck. If you... <laughs> if, if by the graces of God... Of course, it's speaking the personal experience. About the sucking part. You find part. yourself to be, you know, drastically improving over the course of the last five weeks, stick with it. Esports is going to Wait, be a thing. A- even more so than it is right now. So that's yeah. uh, my advice. I'm not that mad about that. Tom, how's that going, by the way, since your only video game proficiency is in Halo 3, which is literally a fucking freshman in high school I'm, right now? I'm just getting murked in Warzone every night. Well, this is what happens when you let 12-year-olds play Call of Duty the it's, way they like Dude, it's, I, my confidence is just like, in the ground. Um, so I think we're going to go to our, our next uh, top five quarantine activities. And I believe we're going to go to Pat O'Sullivan. Hey, guys. Um, so I'm actually was going to briefly, we're going to merge topics a little bit here. I also, at number five, have playing Call of Duty, but not Warzone, because Warzone is for toddlers. Um, Correct. I, 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 I prefer my Call of Duty as uh, the traditional way. Back, back how they did it back in the day, which is just... Okay, Grandpa. Team, let's... Yeah, Team Deathmatch. <laughs> okay, so, over. Hey, shout out, guys. So my, my next one was uh, actually would be drinking some Christian wow. boys with the lads, so to speak, responsibly, parentheses. Um, yeah. 
just uh, enjoying some good some good alcohol fun um, while we can. Huddle up together, uh, spooning. There's no spooning. There, there might be. You don't know there what might happens be upstairs. True, they do live on a different floor than I do, so there might be spooning. But I can confirm on my end, there is no spooning. Three men in a bed, spooning. Pat, number three. My number three would be uh, maximizing, your, maximizing your outdoor time safely. Um, so I, I can tell Kyle, I think, might have also going to talk about this, but yeah, having, having a little bit of outdoor space to our use is very good for the, the mental health, uh, getting some fresh air every now and then, some, some, some vitamin dizzle. Yeah, let's move that on. Let's move on. Let's move on. They no. call it that. People call it that. No one calls it that. You've been roasted. Cont you have one strike. Continue. <laughs> uh, my second one is, uh, I don't know if you guys have purchased, well, I know for, for at least two of the three people sitting in the room for us, uh, I know you, per well, I've purchased it, the Disney Plus app, and utilizing all of the, the shows and uh, all of the, the, the things that yeah, come with that. So we've been watching a lot of the Clone Wars. Yes, yeah, so any of the Star Wars movies, I uh, highly recommend give it a watch. It is just some terrific acting. Hating Christensen is a gift. It's just an absolute gift. I will not allow that. You, you, have, you now have two strikes. <laughs> just see what happens that. when you get three. <laughs> now, see, now, like, now I have to get three. You know that, right? Yeah, I'm aware. Continue. Um, oh, we're we're going to get there. I'm aware. Um, so how many was that? That was four, right? Four of the five? Yeah, that was four. Okay, so, I need one. That's why I said I need one more thing. So the first one is making podcasts with you guys. Oh. Uh, you don't get a strike for that, but you, you are blocked. Um, <clears throat> we'll, we'll, we'll get the fuck away from that. Moving on. And uh, we're going to go now to Dan Rourke. Give me some top five activities during quarantine. Go. Of course. I think uh, in no particular order because i think all these things are equally valuable so i think the first thing to reiterate what everyone else has said already is taking as much time to get outside as you can safely i think that's a very safely of course i think we're all in different situations and it is certainly very healthy to try and get some fresh air safely keeping some distance and everything. I think that's a big thing for me. Being on Long Island, I have a little more space to get out and, and do stuff. I've been trying to either take a nice long walk or a run every day. I think along the same lines as keeping your mind sharp, one thing that I've been really doing since I've been home with my Ooh. family is playing a lot of Scrabble. And I think board well, I like games that. are making a big time comeback because of this quarantine. I didn't take you and to Scrabble. And I think Scrabble's, it's, it's the OG. Scrabble's is such a, it's a great game. Oh, no. Dude, I'm way too <laughs> dyslexic for shit like that. I, no one needs to see how badly autocorrect helps me on a daily basis. <laughs> no one needs that. You will think less of me. I guarantee you. Hard to, hard to think. Well, maybe a uh, couple of vigorous rounds of Scrabble or Works with Friends will be helpful, Carl. Oh, God. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Uh, what is, what is your, your next, your next uh, point, Mr. Mr. Danny? Yes. So, to go off... What Tom said as well, I've been spending a lot of time trying to cook and try new recipes. And my grandma who taught me how to cook has been sending me a lot of good old-fashioned Italian recipes that I've been trying out. So, you know, things like sausage bread, things like uh, brajol, stuff like that I've been trying to learn. So, um, definitely a good way to keep yourself occupied. Right. I'm very um, impressed. I thought that was an offensive <laughs> to <term for> Italians. <laughs> <laughs> it is not, but obviously Mike alluded to it as well. Trying to make improvements to your living space and do what you can to kind of make it a, a better overall space while you're there. So one thing I've been doing is you know, doing a lot of yard work, another way to get outside, of course, but you know, painting some rooms in the house and doing a lot of cleaning and decluttering and stuff um, just kind of makes you feel good, makes you feel organized. So all on the same mind, keeping physically, mentally there. I think you have to be social. And obviously everyone's kind of spoke about it somewhat, but doing these 
you know, virtual happy hours with your friends or doing FaceTimes with your family and stuff. Just keep it in touch with people you care about. It's definitely an important thing to do right now. And obviously it gives you that, that social outlet you need to not be going insane and stir crazy just by yourself in a room. So definitely think that's important as well. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Dan, very succinct, very well put together. I like that a lot. Uh, you, uh, you get, I appreciate you get a point. that, Kyle. Thank you. I don't know what the system is, but I've made it up now, and uh, away we go. They're coming any, any, You'll find out. You'll find out, and so will I. Uh, Carl. Will I be able to cash in the points somehow? Is that how this was going to work? I, I mean, again, we'll find out. I think it's like a Dave & Buster system. We'll see. Like a pencil. Yeah. Maybe you're... <laughs> start off, you start off small yes. and then work your way up in prizes. Exactly. Carl, what are, what are your... What are your I love that. First, I'm not really one to just sit around. I like to stay busy. So right now I'm trying to work in cleaning things that I normally don't get to do in a routine. Like when I'm working during the week, it's hard to make time and do a extra thorough job. So I'm getting some spring cleaning done. I finally took a shower. Yep. Sh- showering <laughs> daily, of course. Another, this is like my second thing, but it also relates like organizing your storage spaces. I like to put my winter clothes away during uh, the seasons I'm not using them, just uh, in airtight containers and plastic bags and stuff. So now I'm starting to switch my clothing around, getting ready for the, the nice uh, weather coming. Another thing that was mentioned is going outside. Uh, last weekend, my girlfriend's parents stopped by and we all went outside and popped up some, some chairs and socially distanced, of course. And it was good to see them. And uh, we asked them to bring extra chairs for us so we could hold on to. And we've been just going outside and getting a few extra rays when we can. Another thing, binge watching. Um, I'm on Brooklyn Nine-Nine's latest season right now. Really enjoying that. My girlfriend thinks it's funny also. Highly recommend that show. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another thing that I feel like is starting to get more and more popular under the circumstances are people are making masks and donating materials. And I think that's great. And I just like to express my gratitude for those and encourage um, those listening to see if they could make masks and help essential workers. Yeah, I mean, you've got to support all these people that are out there on the front lines. And I think that does bring it to uh, us saying a very, very heartfelt, sincere thank you to all of the people out there, whether they're running the checkout line in the grocery store, delivering food or on the front line, saving people's lives in the hospital. I think that there is nothing uh, that we can say to truly express our gratitude. But thank you. I would like to assume from all of us. Yeah, and if you live in New York City, um, specifically, or near a hospital that has a shift change, just try to, like, figure that out. Um, you know, 7 o'clock in New York City, shift change, get outside, support the shift change for any of the essential employees that are still out there. I yeah. love that. You never know. You might socially distance, meet some new people while you're out there, mm-hmm. develop a little community that you see, you know, for five minutes a day. It just gives you... A sense that people are hanging in there too. Yeah. And I, I think that that actually ties in very well to my five quarantine activities. Number five, I'm going to go with improve the living space because I'm very here for that, doing uh, some changes. We hung up the lights. Uh, I am actually going to paint my bathroom, which I'm really looking forward to. And I went on the internet last night while admittedly quite drunk and found out that I could get paint samples shipped to me. So that's going to be really great when I can get around to having those sent over. Number four is really going to tie into what we just said, 
clapping at 7 p.m. That's what it is sort of all over the U.S. as far as I, I know, you know, whatever your local time is uh, for seven. And our block, we've seen people that we didn't know lived in their apartments. We have, you know, stuck our head out the window and met people in an apartment down and then, you know, one down and one over. And I really think that the best way to sum this up is show your appreciation, you stupid bitch. And then, I mean, I'm going to have a lot of repeats here, but virtual happy hours. I personally participated in essentially what was three virtual happy hours last night between work uh, and then some friends. And that really does change the way, to me at least, that I feel like very dramatically. It is great to see everybody's face. It's great to hear everybody's voice. And... You may not be in the same room, but you definitely get that feeling of, of hanging out with your friends, uh, you know, at this point as, as well as you can. Number two, this is for everybody out there. Call your fucking mother and tell her that you love her. Mm. Because, duh. And your father. And, and call, call, call your father. And your father. Uh, don't call us, but, you know. Uh, well, if you want to. Siblings, cousins, just stay in contact with your family, stay in contact with older relatives. It really does lift up spirits when you can, you know, hear the people that you love and, and talk to those people. And then obviously my number one, as I said earlier, uh, is outdoor time safely. I would not be sane stuck in this apartment if we didn't have our wonderful outdoor space. And I think that you really do just need to get out there and, and you know, get some sun in and feel like you can get some fresh air. It, it's very relaxing at the end of the day. So I think judging by our, our little, a little breakdown. I think that our top five in no particular order are outdoor time, virtual happy hours, improving and or organizing any space that we live in. What else? Showing your appreciation. I think that's a, that's one that we kind of need to throw in there. And calling your loved ones. Calling your loved ones. I think that's a very, very wholesome top five from from some very questionable people in us. And, I, and I'm really here for that. So uh, I think we should move on to... The end of our first episode here, and I would like to allow every single person here, you have five seconds to sign off. And no one was prepared for this, so it should go horribly is how I'm thinking. And I believe that we are going to start with Mr. Patrick O'Sullivan. Your time starts now. So I'm not really good at goodbyes. Fantastic. Uh, Tom, stay happy, time stay healthy, stay now. hungry, stay horny. Okay, then. Uh, Carl, your time starts now. <laughs> Catch you later. Dan, go. I guess all I could say is it was fun and adios, amigos. Mike? Live, laugh, love like you're in a girl's dorm room. Okay, everything <laughs> but that I'm okay with. This has been the first episode. Thank you very much for tuning in. Tune in whenever the fuck we do the next episode of this, because yeah. honestly, we don't even know if anyone's going to like it. We'll see. Goodbye. Awesome. We like money. <laughs>